Hey everyone, welcome back to another recap podcast from SNX Weave, where we give quick weekly recaps of news and important updates from the previous week from the Spartan Council and core contributors, as well as discuss what the Grants Council and Ambassadors are up to, so let's get started. As a quick V3 update, the CCs are hoping to get governance approval for SIPs 308, 309, and 310 before launching V3 to mainnet. The team is considering a soft mainnet launch for testing that won't be plugged into the legacy markets until the SIP votes are in. There won't be a reason to incentivize liquidity until the spot market is deployed, which should be an audit soon. Outside of that, the CCs are continuing to work through all of the audit feedback as it rolls in. And in case you missed it, all of the new perps markets are live. These 22 new markets were approved by SIP 295 and SIP 2000 and had configurable values set by SCCP 277. The CCs are now working on the next release, which should be in the next few weeks. There were also several SIP presentations last week, so let's briefly review them. The first was SIP 306 for the V3 migration plan. This SIP, presented by NOAA, proposes a migration plan for V3, where collateral will be migrated to V3 and account tokens will be minted to existing stakers' addresses, who will continue to back all debt issued by V2X. There's actually a very useful diagram that NOAA shared to help visualize this process, so be sure to check out our blog for a link to it. The primary goal of this plan is to minimize friction for stakers and to avoid disrupting the current usage of synths while allowing the system to benefit from the upgrade to V3. This SIP was just presented as a refresher for the new council, but otherwise has no material updates since the last time it was presented. The initial migration plan is intended to be a soft launch and remove as much risk as possible. There are also a few questions at the end of this presentation. And the first was how will escrow entries be accounted for in V3? Every entry as it exists in V2X will have a corresponding entry with the same unlock date in V3. Migrating escrow entries, however, will be a very gas-intensive process according to DB. But users will not be force-migrated until the liquidity is absolutely necessary for V3 to function. The next question was is account merging possible in V3? Accounts will be represented by NFTs, and a wallet can own multiple NFTs. But as of right now, those NFTs cannot be combined into a single account. And the last question was, how will the transition be incentivized? This is not currently specified in this migration SIP, but the incentive will grow as V3 markets begin to outperform V2X. Another possibility is to shift some of the inflation rewards to V3. The next presentation was SIP 307 for the V3 router proxy architecture. NOAA also presented this SIP, which proposes the base architecture for the V3 system, as well as all V3 related systems such as governance instances for the Spartan Council, etc. This new architecture minimizes complexity during releases, provides a novel way of overcoming the EVM smart contract size limits, and makes system upgrades very explicit to the community. Noah explained that this is essentially a diamond proxy, and one of the main differences is that V2X uses a call function, and this new proposed architecture for V3 uses delegate call. Delegate call has some risks associated with it, such as storage collisions, which can be mitigated with proper tooling. 
Caleb asked how to make sure these upgrades don't break contracts, and DB said, unfortunately, Solidity doesn't provide any of the necessary tools to prevent storage collisions. But the CCs have tooling dedicated to solving this problem, which prevents storage collisions from happening. Voting is currently open for this SIP. The next presentation was SIP 316, for core system precautionary security features. The objective of this SIP is to protect the protocol from loss by adding an interaction timeout to accounts, which prevents withdrawals. This will be done with an SCCP configurable parameter, withdrawal timeout, which will be added to the system to configure the wait time between account interaction and the first allowed withdrawal. DB explained that this essentially puts an extra check on the most sensitive operation of the system. Additionally, it adds checks that allow disabling of most system functions in emergency situations. Similar to system status in V2X, it will allow the system owner to shut down protocol functionality in case of emergency. Adam asked if the withdrawal timeout will create friction for possible integrators. And DB said yes, it could create friction, but this isn't anything new. This has to do with the system collateral, i.e. staking, and the CCs are not aware of that being a target for integrators. Even so, there are options for overcoming this challenge, but the main objective of this SIP is securing the system. He reminded the council that this is an SCCP configurable parameter, which means that at any point, with Spartan council consensus, the timeout can be changed to zero, effectively turning it off. Tara asked who the owner being specified in the SIP is, and if the intention of the proposal was to give the PDAO any more privileges than they currently have. DB said the plan in V3 is to eventually do away with the PDAO and give ownership completely to the Spartan Council, and he clarified that the objective of this SIP is not to give the PDAO any more rights than they currently have in V2X. He has made changes to the SIP to reflect this clarification, and voting is currently open. The next presentation was SIP 2001, to pay DAO stipends from inflation. Artsy Choke presented this SIP, which proposes paying the DAOs monthly stipends from inflation rather than from the Treasury Council's assets. Right now, council members receive a predetermined monthly stipend for their participation, which is currently paid manually by the Treasury Council. The motivation behind this proposal is to increase self-sufficiency for the DAOs in terms of operating costs and to better align stakeholders. Artsychoke explained that this SIP would also help set a benchmark for a terminal inflation rate to cover protocol expenses in perpetuity. It was decided on the call that the SIP would have to be a meta-governance vote. However, William87 already announced that his vote would be no, so this SIP will not be voted on this epic. The next presentation was SIP 2002 for a revised volume source fee program. Proposed by Mike, this SIP will establish a program administered by the Treasury Council to reward synthetics integrators who drive volume through the protocol. This proposes a tiered system for volume rebates paid by the Treasury Council to integrators. PERPS is not currently included in any volume source program, and this SIP intends to add that incentive via a program administered by the Treasury Council. Mike emphasized that this will provide a really strong resource to go out and start pitching other established protocols on getting synthetics added to their system. The next presentation was SIP 2003 for PERPS v2 trading incentives. This last SIP, also presented by Mike, aims to distribute the remaining OP from the Phase 0 Optimism Grant. Rewards will be distributed over a 17-week period, starting with 50,000 OP the first week, 100,000 OP the next two weeks, 
and 200,000 OP every week after that until the fund is exhausted. The primary focus of this incentive program is perps trading, and the idea is hopefully to grow the user base while also driving volume. Caleb brought up that the OP belongs to the Treasury Council, and the burden to distribute it lies with them, so a Spartan Council vote is more of a signaling exercise than an enforceable vote. And that's it for today's updates. Be sure to check out our weekly recap blog post, share this podcast link, and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear more about from SNX Weave. Thanks for listening.